And then they started reading the books in the library. And wait, hold and on. Were, th- this fool is all like, oh, I'm 25% Italian to every single girl. <laughs> Just nah, because nah. of 21 and me. Hold 40%, on. 40%, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> to be on earth at what I believe is like the renaissance. The ability to sort of create our own destiny. The renaissance podcast. I mean, but by the last name, you could kind of... Yeah, yeah, well, I never met my grandpa, so yeah, yeah I get you, man. So, even in the books, you guys, yeah, were so, able I mean, to... he he's gone back and found like burial sites that are basically back in East Texas. Uh, there are a lot of burial sites that are unmarked, so you can find where these people are buried, though, in these books that oh, are shit. kept wow. in these libraries and stuff like that, because you can find who the slave owner was, where their what? property was, where they buried the people on their property. Crazy. So, anyway, um, before all that, though, my dad, uh, I mean, he raised me. There was ever an epitome of how you raise a firstborn yeah. Spartan style. It was that. I mean, I was I was training with professional track coaches, Olympic track coaches, professional football coaches. Mm. From the time I was, I think I started when I was nine. And getting into mixed martial arts, doing that to the point that when I was, I think, 12, uh, Marcus Hicks, Hicks MMA, my OG, (laughs) broke me into tears for the first time in a workout ever. And uh, and it was purposeful. We yeah. were going through the workout, and I remember him looking at my dad and asking. He was like, do we do this? And yeah. my dad was like, you know what? Yeah, it's time. Yeah. And I'm sitting there flipping a tire, and Marcus was like, keep flipping it and jumping through it till I tell you to stop. Oh. Bro, okay. when I tell you I flipped that tire for probably 30 minutes, I started crying. I mean, I was crying like. Yeah. This doesn't make sense to me. So my stress response, once I got to the age of 19, 20. It's through the roof. It was through, through the roof. roof. Absolutely through the roof. And I didn't understand that, but there was a lot going on. I had a girlfriend back in Dallas who I knew was, man, I'm not even going to that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, sorry for another day. That's a whole different Bro. topic. We, so pretty much your your dad was uh, LeVar Ball 2.0, yeah, so bro. so my dad was LeVar Ball LeVar before Ball. LeVar Ball. Yeah. Before but LeVar working Ball. out has always been a huge part of bro, your my life. my first memory is in the gym. Oh, snap. Yeah. Like I said, like, yeah. at a young age. Like my real, like, four years old. Ah, shit. Yeah, I was actually, Trippy. I was on the leg press. And the reason I know this is real is because it's been confirmed by not only my dad, but the people that were in the gym. Oh, that's what's <laughs> yeah. up. So I was, uh, I was on the oh, leg press. And I didn't have any weight on there, but I was thinking yeah. I was doing the motion. And um, <laughs> I get off and I go to this guy named Bailey, one of my dad's old good friends. And I tell my dad, or I tell Bailey, uh, my dad is stronger. <laughs> and Bailey looks at me. Bailey's a strong guy. Yeah. Bailey looks at me because I saw them and Bailey had just squatted, I think, like five plates. <sighs> So for me to see Bailey squat this five no plates, nah, bro. And I walked up to him and I said, my dad is stronger than you. He said, yeah, you're right. Then my dad went and squatted like six or seven or something stupid. But, Golly. Because when I was that time, my dad was, I think, like 31, 32. Yeah. So uh, he was like prime time. Yeah. Strong. Did he play football too? 
He played football. He didn't play in college. Uh, I think he ended up blowing his knee out playing mm-hmm. basketball his senior year of Damn. high school. Blowing so, his knee out. That shit always yeah. happens, bro. That yeah. shit. The knees or, you know, freaking like that's collarbone the end of every or something. Athlete, yeah, man. Yeah. And then after that, and he had me, it was like, dude, got to work. So yeah. started working. And uh, yeah, so then he was like, well, I'll just get big. No, just get big. <laughs> I'll just get big. I'll just get freakishly big. I mean, bro, like my dad used to work out with Ronnie's trainer. I mean, the, Ooh, man. the depth of that arena that, uh, that like my history goes, is it's crazy. Do you ever see yourself like you were supposed to be someone else than who you are today? Ooh. Because you, you're telling me that you got memories back, back since four years old, bro. I can't even remember one thing from previous Last week. Ten- bro, <laughs> nah, nah, you know nah, what, nah, bro? Nah. Like, I'm talking about childhood, bro. When, when he about- said that childhood, I was like, bro, one of my first memories was getting like a shot of alcohol from one of my uncles. <laughs> oh, dang. And I'm like, until I'm this to day, drink. he denies it, bro. I'm like, nah, I remember that shit, bro. No, I know that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little sister. Yeah, but alcohol stories are fun. <laughs> you think you're still finding yourself? Like, I'm not finding myself, but I'm so here. I'm about to go to school and then go to law school or go back to school, finish, then go to law school. Yeah. So, I mean, you got the degree for it, man. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about when we talk about finding ourselves and are we who we are supposed to be? You can make a decision right now. Yeah. And change that at any point down the line. Facts. And it be okay that you made that decision right now, though. Mm-hmm. So who I am right now and whatever it is that I decide I'm going to do right now, if it truly is wrong, then it's wrong. But... Yeah. If it is because I believe that there's something that's going to come from this that is beneficial to me and the people that I operate with, bro, I'm never, I don't question myself. I move hey. so quick. I move so, yeah. there's no gym, I guarantee you this. I'm not even going to call us the best gym in Dallas, but there's no Talk gym. your shit. Yo, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, bro, bro I, change, I change things more than any gym I know in Dallas because... My thing is, why would we want to stay the same? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, equipment. I moved yesterday, literally. This is probably the seventh, eighth time I've done this. I moved over 5,000 pounds of equipment. Damn. Myself. Yourself. Myself. Now. So it's just some light. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so much about moving it, but it's about what happens when someone steps into a new atmosphere. Yeah. But it's still home because people don't really switch up what they got going on at home. So now we're kind of we're reprogramming the brain to stop just coming in doing mundane shit and saying, "Okay, I'm at the gym." Now I'm at a I'm 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 at the gym, but I'm at a new spot today. Okay, yeah. all right, now it's something different. Man, that's crazy. You, let me tell you something real quick, then, bro. So I uh, I got a girlfriend now. Word. And uh, when was now? Now, I, I said, like, I crazy how we came to become a, you know, a relationship, the relationship that we are today. But the story is that I wanted a girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend at that point. Started talking to this girl and I said, you know what? She, she wifey material. So you know what I'm going to do? 
this whole room that I have set up, you know, my whole room that I have, I don't like it. How many bitches have been fucked in that bed? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. I, I think you have fucked a girl in that bed. I, I think. Whoa. I think you have fucked a girl in that bed. Edit this out. No, no. Point is, is that like so many girls have been fucked in that bed. Yeah. But I thought about that shit too. Facts. I'm not bullshitting. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me rearrange this room. You gotta so, uh, clean the bed, get another bed. <laughs> hey, y'all never yeah. say who who. You, anyways, but point is that like, I completely switched it up. I think I dropped like two k on my my whole new, you know, room straight up. Like, cause yeah. I wanted it to be different for which I really thought was gonna be someone that's gonna be important in my life today. <laughs> and it's that psychological shit that you you guys don't understand that it's so oblivious but it's so important. So, hey, props to that. 5,000 yeah, pounds of weight, like, and they don't even notice. No, no offense. And it's, they're not meant, it's not meant it's to be not noticed. It's not meant to be noticed. That's it. Yeah. I just need you to get out of it what I needed you to get out of it. I don't yep. need you to tell me you got it out. Like, I paint, I do all kind of crazy stuff up there, man. Yeah. I like what you said about how, you know, it could still be home, but you still switch it up, you know? You Lots to, of people bro. think change is just like, you got to change everything completely. Like, you know, th you can that's move a your good candle point. to the other side of the table. <laughs> and it throws no, us the. Okay, yeah. so seriously, so I'm not. I want to make this very well known. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I'm not uh, like registered in any kind of psychological anything, mm -hmm. but I read read a lot. So the first psychology book I read was called The Psychology of Women. It was a college textbook my dad had. Mm -hmm. I was 19. It was college. Uh, yeah, it was college summer. And I was like, you know what? Let me read this because my dad's always trying to put me on game. I know my <laughs> dad got game because dude got four kids. I think for sure my dad sent me that yeah, book. But now I think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. So once I did that and then I was able to understand that different women take you different ways. Yeah. My approach to women, whether it was my professor, whether it was my homegirl. It all mm -hmm. became different, and I was able to not manipulate, but I was able to manipulate oh. myself in situations and not let my mind take control in situations where I knew I didn't need to step into them. That's Ooh. free game, boys. Y'all better listen. Hey, man, there this you. ain't free. Y'all need to pay my boys. <laughs> I know y'all could donate on Spotify. Yeah, don't <laughs> no, play. Man, it's so true. <laughs> but anyways, not real talk. But, but change the subject, bro. So, yeah. like... um. I saw a few. I mean, I've I've looked through your Instagram. I've been I followed you for a while. Um, yeah. but I, I wanted to ask you, how did you become a like a personal trainer or a trainer of yeah. like Usman, brother? Whoa, yeah. Usman, yeah. Usman, champion. Yeah. The only reason I was asking because I just remembered uh, whenever he was fighting, we we're here actually, and then I told him about it. I was like, yo, like this guy that I follow, he I think he trained with one of the Usman brothers. Yeah, but, legit. But it's, it's crazy. So, I was like, bro, that's wild. Like, bro, and you know the thing is, man. So. The answer to how is I keep everything organic. Now, mm. how it really came about. Um, so a former colleague of mine, uh, Lauren DeRusso, I've been talking about her a lot lately. Um, shout out to LD. She introduced me to Mo because I was transitioning into that ownership role. Mm. And we had just had our first big event so we were like okay we need to get somebody in here and we had a bunch of sponsors potential sponsors vendors there so i told her because she was emerged in the mma world and i'm 
from the MMA world that I know how it works. I yeah. can help somebody out. Yep. So we introduced Mo to a meal prep company. Boom, that kind of kicks off. And then he, uh, he actually reached out to her and asked if I was open to train. Of course. Um, I mean, the, I would, you know, why would I not? Mm-hmm. So, um, Mo is Muhammad, right? Muhammad, Muhammad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Muhammad is. That's wild. Yep. So, um, you know, my thing is, I'm, I'm for my people and my people's people because if you're a branch of whatever it is I've got going on, I need to be able to take care of you mm-hmm. in whatever way I need to take care of you. So, um, anyway, he reached out to her. He ended up coming up. I put him through a workout, you know, pro bono, free, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, from there it was, it was all about what value I provided yeah. that group of people. And, and they saw that. Man, when I tell you, it, it caused a ripple just in the dynamic of what, mixed martial arts training strength and conditioning is in dallas and what it should be and i didn't i didn't market a dollar i didn't try to reach out to anybody i wasn't hitting anyone on instagram or anything people reached out to me brazilian jiu-jitsu champions i mean all kinds of people exactly and it was only because they started seeing these dudes raising their hands at the end of fights I didn't tell them tag me in anything. They're tagging me and stuff. They're posting me and all. So, you know, whenever really the way that I started working with Mo was the introduction from LD. But, I mean, it really happened because at the end of the day, I care about people as people. Yeah. Yeah. I've been through a lot just because of a sport. He used to play football, played pro football. Mm ended up going from pro football to mixed martial arts. So me, again, I've been around those people. I know what that life is like. I know what it's like banging your head against a wall every single day for years on end. And then what that looks like to people when you're speaking to them. Because right now, bro, first of all, if this was three, four years ago, this conversation would be so much more. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like on a two right now. Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, is, bro, we get you. I mean, we, we do podcasts sometimes after fucking working hard and shit. We yeah. come in there trying to bring that 10 energy, <laughs> yeah. bro. But, yeah. And sometimes you have to. But for me, it was, and I know for people like Mo and, and, and many people out there, it's like, it's super, super hard to understand. First of all, why am I even controlling this? Like, I could just be off the walls the whole mm. time I'm here. Why not be? That's who I am, right? I mean, maybe that's who I am, or maybe that's who I am because I've gone through what I've gone through. Yeah. And I think that, you know, my occasional 2 to 3 a.m. White Rock nine-mile run lets people oh, like that know that I'm willing to take myself back there and really be emerged in the fact that it's some crazy shit going on in my head. Yeah. And uh, when people know that, bro, like, it's, it's all about vulnerability. I'm willing to be vulnerable with all my people. And to the point that they start getting like, say, man, we don't have to have these. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you know what? I haven't always been great about this, but yeah. I've started really following through on things that I mean. And... I don't give a fuck. 
whether they want to hear it or not. But I know that that seed being planted, maybe not today, tomorrow, fuck. Three months from now, there may be a decision that gets made because they all count. That was because of that one thing that was said during that conversation where it was yeah. like, you know what? He believes in me and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. I wouldn't be going to law school if my OGs didn't believe in the, the value that that's going to add to what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. It's not about saying I'm a lawyer because I'm not going to be yeah. a, I'm not going to be that guy, that kind of guy. Like yeah. I'm going to do that, get into the firm world and build something off of that based on the purpose of which I started all this entrepreneurship. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you bring up a lot of significant people that are, you know, still to this day making, you know, so many crazy accomplishments. And you you mentioned something about how they, we don't understand how crazy or how crazy, how, how everything inside of their head is like so under control, but it's because it has to be or else they'll go insane. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Is it because they're afraid of failure? They don't know how to take failure or they, they're just in general not okay with failure? Failure, it looks different to every different group, right? Mm -hmm. So someone mm -hmm. that's dyslexic, my okay. mentor, Spencer Conley. Uh, that's why I got on the SDFL, Garrick Jones. So Garrick Jones is the one that does that uh, psychology, okay. different readings. So uh, Spencer is dyslexic, book writer, international speaker, former NFL, CFL guy. Um, he also has multiple doctorate degrees. So he's also... Uh, Fairly close with Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal is also dyslexic. I don't even know if Shaq talks about this a lot. I don't think he does. Not really, yeah. Yeah. So Shaq also has multiple doctorate degrees. Yeah. Do you know why someone dyslexic would get multiple doctorate degrees? Because they're always chasing something. They're trying to prove something. They're always trying to prove something to themselves. It has nothing yeah. to do with anybody else. Yeah, it's yeah. It's... It's the fact that I can do this. Like You're able to do this. I'm able to do I'm dyslexic, and I got multiple doctorates. And then I'm getting doctorates and this and that. So it, I think that the failure is not necessarily a failure, but it's chasing an accomplishment that's really not an accomplishment. It's mm -hmm. like a continuous gratification method. Yeah, it's a goal. It's a goal. It's just goal chasing. And these goals can be leveled. So when you're chasing doctorate degrees, it might not be seen as he's escaping failure. Mm. But when you're chasing just something like rent. Yeah, I mean, whenever I saw that, I think when you're talking about Shaq, I just actually just read an article uh, about all his investments stuff. I was like, bro, that's crazy yeah. the amount of his investments he's done, like. A he owns lot. 21, 21, over oh, Forever 21. He owns all Papa this. John's Papa John's. Papa John's, bro. Yeah. Some random ass things that you like see every day, but like oh, you don't Shaq. know they're owned by Shaq. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of people out there like that because a lot of people that make a lot of money, whether we realize this or not, um, <laughs> they're escaping failure every day. Like, okay. It's not, it's not that they're, and I was told this by Justin. Uh, my, I don't know what to call him at this point, partner. Um, he asked me one day, 
if I thought that life got easier when you got more money. Mm. And my answer was no, but I didn't really know how to answer because Justin <laughs> is a Justin's a lawyer. The I just got hit guy. So yeah. <laughs> That so, I just got hit. You better, yeah. you better go to ijustgothit.com. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, so he's <laughs> bro, the one that I just got hit. Bro, that, that yeah. gets stuck in my head so many times bro, every time exactly. I hear it. Exactly. So Catchy. imagine the guy that created that commercial being the guy that owned the gym. That <laughs> That's wild. At. So my my marketing brain is always on. So, okay, now getting into the question that Wait, was Wait, hold asked. on. One, one question real quick yep. before you go. So can you, he sue his own gym if somebody gets injured? In? <laughs> <What's that? laughs> Shit. I don't even know. I mean, that's going to be an expensive lawsuit because he's going to take you through some, yeah, I wouldn't want to jump through those hoops. He's one of the few people that I look at. I've met a, I've met a lot of lawyers. Um, yeah. He's one of the few that's very direct about the fact that, you know, we're talking about money right now. Yeah. Mm. Like all this other. Yeah. We're talking about money right now at the end of the day. So he's just like, that's the, 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 the fact that like, okay, let's not goof around. We're talking about yeah, money Yeah, like right what now. are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, like, why are we sitting here? Mm -hmm. Ideas are great. What are they for? Are we about to do something with them? I mean, he's, he's a very direct individuals some yeah. people don't like that but i love um it. anyway i've been around him for quite a while uh my dad worked for k104 okay for good 10 to 12 years maybe um and he was one of their sales execs he worked with justin directly for a while i would go to justin's uh you know like christmas giveaways and stuff nice. like that so i said way back Man, I don't even know when this was, but uh, I said that I would work with Justin a long time ago. <laughs> and um, when I had my show on ESPN, I was actually emailing uh, one of his subordinates um, and was like, yo, I got something that I can do that I think I could offer y'all a little <laughs> help, you know, down here in Houston, get y'all on ESPN, yeah. whatever, like y'all need that. And uh, she never emailed me back, but <laughs> once I got to Dallas, didn't stop. Ended up finding out Body District was his gym. Pulled up one day. He was like, yo, you want to train here? I wasn't even training at the time. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that might be a good thing. So um, then started coaching classes. Mm -hmm. uh, started training people one-on-one, -on -one, getting through the cells of being a personal trainer, sitting someone down, talking to them about training. I'm like, man, what is going on? Oh, shit. If you don't just pay me this money and let's get this work. like I'm <laughs> yeah. like... What is this whole sales process behind training? I don't really understand what's happening. And then once I got the hang of that, built my schedule, everybody else dropped off. I'm the only one left. Ended up having to fire two people. You know, long story short, Justin and I figure out, okay, it's just us. <laughs> so I go to owner-operator, and for three months, spent like, 80 hours a week at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. It was yeah, it was nice. When I, I mean, whenever you're the owner, they say that, you know, you, you don't got to work a 40-hour week for someone else, but you don't yeah, be working you're an 80-hour week for, for yourself. yourself. Hell yeah. And I was cool with it. I was sleeping at the gym. My yeah. girlfriend was getting pissed. It was... Damn. Yeah, she was not I mean, That's how you are when you started your business too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're here almost every day. Bro. You get off of work and then First you're First one here. in, last one out. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So it was, uh, she wasn't having that, but I was careful. So then you guys teamed up, right? 
you you and uh just or Justin Justin yeah. teamed up. Yeah. You became an owner. Yeah. And you start the process of owning the gym, right? Yep. You know, what would you say were the the biggest obstacles you faced as a new gym owner? Besides COVID. Oh. Um that's a big one. Yeah, besides that's COVID. Like, you know, everybody uh, had to deal with that. I mean, yeah, that's why I don't really it was what it was, man. I didn't have to Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I didn't have to take on personally the financial burden. So I don't I don't take credit for, you know, what I did not. Um, but in Building a business through COVID, that was hard. Yeah. And yeah. just bringing people, people back to the gym. Bro, like. Yeah, that was, I mean, luckily, because of how I operated before COVID, while I wasn't the owner, people knew how I. So mm-hmm. once we reopened, we had a solid, you know, core that came back. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't touching the rent, but. Uh, <laughs> it grows it, it's weird man it's like i can almost put it to moments like okay this this happened and then now we hit base. okay mm. this happened we went back and the the problem with knowing that is that everything's been random i yeah. haven't been doing any marketing i haven't been doing any of that so it's just a bunch of different things that happen that may cause Maybe people move out. Maybe business comes in. So, you know, now Justin and I have gotten to the point that I've seen enough that he's just stepped away. He's like, man. He trusts you. Yeah, he's, he's like, take over. here's the keys, man. And Damn. so now it's, you know, it's been a, for the last, or we're in August, man. Wow. <laughs> for the last, that. like, I would say six months. It's been uh, really been right. trying to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming out of COVID was great. The end of last year, you know, just being open and everything, but really saying, okay, I got to sit down and tap back into why I'm here in the first place. Cause, bro, it became, it became home for me too. Yeah. So it became, I got an air mattress in the office. Like, <laughs> I had to take it out, put a massage table in ah, there just so I could like that promotion, bro. Yeah, man. It was <laughs> Yeah, it was it was tough. I was sleeping in the office. Like I'm telling you, bro, that was it was And these are things that, that people don't know about, you know, the grind that, that you have to put in. They see that you have a gym, they see that you have all yeah. these customers, but you know, these are things that you know, and you know, that's if you're not why talking I, about it, they wouldn't know. No, and that's why I the other day I posted on my story. I asked, "How many of you think that gyms have a, a high likelihood?" I don't. I don't think I said high likelihood. I said, "How many of you think gyms have a good chance of making over a million dollars?" Again, I'm from this. Like I've I've been yeah. to gyms all over the country, and I know gym owners all over the country. So. Gym owners in debt, gym owners who make 60, 120, 150, not a mill. I know a few who make a mill. So 90% of people voted they think that gym owners make $1 million. I corrected that very quickly because I don't make (laughs) anywhere close. And I'm not going to, as a gym owner, make over $1 million in a year just as a gym owner. Now, when we start talking about clothing, 
Okay, even then, we're talking about a million dollars. People don't really understand no, yeah. how many items you have to sell over the course of 365 days taxed. You got you to gotta sell $2,700 worth of items. Now that you're a gym owner, you think, um, and I had this question, I always had this question, if, uh, do you know Bradley Martin, uh, the YouTuber that owns the gym? Super huge. Uh, the guy super in, huge. Uh, yeah, beard, super huge. Austin? No, no, he's or, in LA. I think okay, he's in LA. I know who you're talking about. Though. He's yeah, always with celebrities. Was, I was, I was like, I was, I always wondered if his gym made a lot of money because it's all celebrities there, pretty much. But, Man, but see he's the thing about celebrities, bro. Like they ain't trying to pay you no money. Nah. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's true. Not even celebrities. They don't nah, like the subscription. Bro, they don't, bro. They are not people. Okay, I mean, they're not. They say it's me. I'm bringing people. Exactly, bro. They're like my my likeness is gonna bring people, and I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, <laughs> you gotta be here all day. <laughs> well, then, let, yeah, you gotta. I need you here. You know, telling people you here, and not just telling people, not posting this place because we're past the generation of someone with the. I'm not going to say a mil. 100,000 followers post that they're somewhere and people go there. That doesn't exist anymore because yeah. you could have got paid for that. Why would I go somewhere you got paid to post? That's another Google ad. I'm not dumb. So um, I think it's now more about people that people like. And if someone has a personality, I don't care if they got 2,000 followers. I don't care if they got 200. If they can actually stand somewhere with a table and people come talk to them, then you know, okay, this person can benefit whatever they say they're going to benefit. But yeah. And you know what's crazy? I feel like we're barely starting that age of the internet where people that are giving, that are, that are doing what they like to do to the point of helping people, that are, to the point where like, I'm doing this because this is going to benefit X person, Y person, Z person, and that's the sole reason to why I'm doing it. I see that those people are actually thriving yeah. way more. Than yeah. what the people are that the people that already made it and they're posting, you know, click this link, yeah, fifteen percent off. Pretty much like he said, you know, it's it's not it's not genuine anymore. It's it's a Google ad. So as yeah. a business owner, you probably see that you're like, man, it's right. genuine. And oh, Google bro, ads are dropping off now. They yeah. literally yeah. said, okay, we can't even track who you are now. So like them Google ads, bro. No offense to them business owners, but they got to figure out what's gonna be the next move in today's age because yeah. if you're not really if you're relying on Google Ads to run your business, yeah. right you gotta, now it's not the best bet. Yeah, yeah, nah, you got to especially switch it up. bang for your buck. You got people out there who will run a legitimate marketing bot for you, and cost you one fifth of the cost. But you don't want to do it because it's different. Yeah, it's a marketing crazy, bot. Man. You know, I saw on Twitter like uh, where you, it you add a bot and then like it saves the video yeah so like there's so much crazy oh, stuff that's happening in, in like in today's world that we got to keep up but we can't be that salesman where like okay i I need you to click this video because i want to get a viewer right i want i want you to click this video because i want to earn a subscriber right. because a subscriber to me is you know giving me purpose as to why i'm doing this i'm doing this for you not because i want to you know Show everybody that we have X amount of subscribers. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, like that's the, the new age. That's the new age that if you can really have a good audience that sees your, you know, the true in you, which is, you know, helping them out. That's how you're gonna make it in today's yeah. world. Exactly. And, and pretty much, you know, just this will tie it in how how he said it with the gym. It it could be all these people are coming to the table, but who's really bringing those customers in? 
you know, just like how us is with subscribers for him is those people are being retained as customers. Yeah, but it's all natural. A hundred percent. Exactly. And I've had people, you know, who told me they were going to give me eggs. I'm man. I do. I do more for, I don't know, bro. I'm just a very giving individual and expect and, nothing in return. You know? Yeah. Because there's no reason to. And, uh, <laughs> when you start expecting things in return, mm. Your life gets tough because yeah. you think you laying in bed at night talking about why haven't they done something we never talked about doing in the first <laughs> place. But whenever you start really giving without expecting anything in return, I've, I mean, I truthfully do not think there's anyone out there that has trained with me that can say anything bad about me. Mm-hmm. And don't matter if I've charged them $200 a month, $1,500 a month. It's like you got exactly what you needed to get and more every single time. Yeah. Because, again, I've been through enough that I know. This isn't, we ain't even talking about childhood. We're just talking about college. Like, <laughs> I know that things get crazy. So when someone is training, I also know that this is also a mental battle. Yeah. yeah. Most people are not mentally where I'm at. And that's also, I'll give y'all a funny analogy with the gym. So I'm 27. I think our oldest trainer is 30, 31 okay. maybe. Okay. Imagine a 16-year-old on a high school football team. He's on the team. Yeah. Being the head coach. The head coach? Of yeah. What? Of the team. Hold up. Don't he's to be on. A- there's, an, there's also offensive coordinators that are older than him. There are defense coordinators that may be younger. So what, you're telling me that the district was al- al- is allowing this? Like, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's just a, it's just the district, analogy. the analogy. Just the analogy. analogy. Just the analogy. Just the analogy. It might no, no, not no. be a good team, though. Yeah. I don't know about right. that. Hell no. Nobody's going to respect that. Right, yeah. because see, and so that, so boom, to that point. All right, so now the position I'm in. I've been having to figure out how to be that 16-year-old on that football team. You know, and I hate that so much. At the end of the day, you know, there's always going to be a discrimination. People, you know, the main one that is in today's society is race or the amount of money that you make. But they don't talk about the age difference. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the, the the fact that, like, they see you and the fact that you have you know, you're more successful than them at age, you know, they're fucking 50 and they see you and they're like, you know what? I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to deal with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and, real. I know you got a hundred things that you want to say and you're going to be fucking right. I, I'm still 50 and I, I ain't want to hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think everybody here in this room has experienced that. So yes. that's why we're just like, I think we're kind of, well, yeah, I mean, we're successful in our own like yeah. uh, areas to where like we have to do with like older, <laughs> older yeah, people bro. trying to, Bro, fuck them. Not gonna lie, bro. Like, straight up, fuck those fuckers. It hit a nerve. <laughs> oh, he said that too. Like, it's because right. right. I think I'm the youngest one, and I've experienced it yeah. the most. But at the end of the day, like, home. Are you trying to tell us like, something, bro? No, no, for real. Like, I'm just saying. Like, and I'm. Yeah. You know what's the crazy thing about that though is that I, I have a clear knowledge of that, and I'm just staying quiet. I'm just like, you know, you're right. You're right. Let me not yeah. say a thing. Yeah. You know what? I'm not even gonna like. Poke that. Yo, when, poke when, that. when you talk about the workout, though, it kind of reminds me of like what, what David Goggins. Yeah, I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're a fan of him, yeah. but like 
But uh, when you were talking about the workouts that you're doing shit, it's like, I wonder if you like train. Have you ever thought of training like the way he trains? So I'll tell you this. Um, there are going to be a few time periods in my life where I have to go through something that is extreme, right? So <laughs> I like to think that my whole college experience, the transfers, that was one. Co uh, childhood, it was another. Um, Post-college, I don't really think I've had one. But law school is probably going to be the first real one. Um, this gym is actually the first one. This shit's hard. <laughs> this shit's so yeah. hard. Uh, but then uh, law school. And then after law school, I think I'll be at a place where, because right now, if my nutrition was on point, I would 100% be training for a 100-mile run. You read yeah. this book before? Nah. Bro, it's, it's a good. great it's book. A, it's a great book. I have it's it, but I haven't read the whole thing. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I usually, whenever I started reading it, uh, is when I started working out and stuff. So I got it on what's it called, Audible. Oh okay. yeah. So I just it's, it, instead of listening to music, I would listen to. See, uh, I listen to him a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he's one of my pretty much my favorite. Uh, at least to to like, I get my, that motivation. Even yeah, though he'll give you a motivation you need. Oh, honestly, yeah. have you Jeez. heard of Rich Rolling? Rich Rolling? Nah, I haven't. Say, Rich man. Rolling. Rich Rolling. He's, Let us uh, know. He's he's more along the kind of psyche side of everything. Uh, not so much Navy SEAL. But, <laughs> but I, I believe he has one with David Goggins. Absolutely. Um, Rich is a... He'll, he'll get you to reprogram in a different way. Mm -hmm. David will get you ready to run through a wall. <laughs> Rich will get you to understand that if you think hard enough, you can walk through that wall. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's just different philosophies, but with the same message. And he's another one I listen to a lot whenever I do these nine mile runs. Yeah. So he's, uh, and he also interviews a lot of very in depth, the same kind of David Goggins people, but even also more into the science side of this. Stuff. Oh, that's dope. So, yeah, he's a he's got a super super deep lineup of guests. Um, I mean, we're talking about psychology, and we're talking about physical, you know, the amount of work required to succeed. But w let's talk about Simone. Then, you know, what happened with Simone? Yeah. What do you think that happened? What, what do you think that had to do with? Mm. I'm not really uh, like. Uh, well, I, I don't mean, know. I'm, I'm not at that not knowledgeable with that. Like, so essentially, yeah. she. She she pulled out of one of the Olympic, if I'm right, uh, yeah. events because the Olympic board did say that they were going to judge her more harshly because her level of competition was too high for the standards that have already been set. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, so you're so good that she, we have to judge yeah. you harder. She has two moves that nobody... Could do other than her, and I think they're called like the Simones because yeah, she's the only one that could do them. Yeah, as well. I need to get into math. So imagine you're with. getting nah, for real. ten out of ten already, and then there's this, this move that that nobody else could do. There's only so much you could go, you know. Yeah, ten out of ten, she's already hitting that. But to hit that point, I think that was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, and talking about you know athletes and mental health and what that does. Um, it's not so much about her, but it's about every kid that aspires to be her.
that yeah. doesn't end up being her, but ends up being a great number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know how many people there are in America? Like, you know how many people yeah. there are in positions of leadership that aspire to be this Olympian or uh, whatever is going to be, and yeah. they don't be they don't become that. But what they do become is somebody who can instill these values in the people who are coming after. Yeah. So when I look at that, I'm looking at it. First of all, I don't care about the Olympics and Japan and none of this, but <laughs> I'm looking at that more of the impact that it had. The impact that that had on kids who look up to Simone, not because of Simone's decision. She's rightfully, I would have pulled out he too. Said, yeah. she, I'm glad she did. Uh, but I'm looking at that like, the message that's being sent to kids, bro, is just terrible. Yeah. Like, I mean, the message that kids are getting nowadays, it blows my mind. And shit gives me a headache because it's like, we really, whether we like it or not, every generation that comes after or before the next has an obligation to make the next one better. Yeah. And I don't care what experiences you go through. Whatever you relay, whatever information you give that next generation needs to be for the purpose of them getting better. So, like, when I tell somebody something I went through, it's not because I fucking like this story. <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> to you about... Homeboy at four years old pushing that weight to have it. It's like, what is that? I'm not getting out of that. But what you can get out of that is yeah, understand less. that nothing, you, you don't have to stop or anyone's mindset on what you should be. Like, you don't have to fulfill anybody else's... Uh, I would say standards. Standards, and there's another word, but standards is... We'll expectations. Go with that. Expectations. You don't, have to, you don't have to fulfill anyone else's expectations because their expectations are likely built off of their failures. Yep, and them chasing things that they did not attain. Yeah. And, and I feel like we we as a uh, society still have yet to talk about failures uh, in a way where, like you described it, you know, we gotta analyze who the person is and how they're gonna understand that failure is okay, but at the end of the day, it's not okay, and we need to understand better. A better, we need to have a better understanding of how to be successful in your own persona, in your own mentality. Right. And no offense, but like coming from a Hispanic community, I don't think we have great understanding where we just get yelled at or we get thrown that chancla, you know, <laughs> like straight up, like that's it. And like no understanding whatsoever. Maybe it's the language barrier that we grew accustomed to now based off of, you know, being English speaking fluently first or I mean, second, it becoming dominant. So there's just a lot of things that we, I say that because I'm an immigrant, right? But then let's talk about the person that has no parents. Or let's talk about the person that has parents and they're super supportive and they're overly supportive. and They don't even get the chance to even realize who they are as a person. So like, there's just so many things that we need to really have a good understanding of who we are. Right. But we don't get the chance. Uh, yeah. And even my family, I didn't have very many opportunities to to grow within myself. Yeah. Like, I had two concussions before I left high school. 
Damn. Before so, high school. Before I left high I mean, school, yeah. bro. And it was like, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but it's also, it is what it is. Yeah. It's like, it, it is a brain contusion that literally changes the way that your brain operates. So, you know, I mean, I think that we look past a lot of things uh, with kids that end up making a bigger deal uh, in the long run. And so, like, the situation with Simone, man, there's a lot of times where that stuff has happened and not been talked about because of the fact that it's a failure on the Olympics part. And not on Simone's. And not on Simone's part. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. like, the failures that don't get talked about are the failures by big companies. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about the failures of the individual. Do you think day. it has to do more with, like, the, like the, the politics of it? Because nah, she's an American? 100%. Yeah, man. She's American? Yeah. Is that and, and here's the thing, though. I hate the fact that in the United States, a company is considered an individual, so they have the ability to accept as much money as they want to, just like how, and they can donate as much money as they want to through a super PAC because, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. they're an individual. Oh, but they don't get the same type of, like, heat when they make failures. Right. They just brush it to the side, and they got the power to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. If you could get the lobby, then, man, I that's mean... the American way. That's why I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should go into politics. Oh, <laughs> bro, that would be amazing. We talked about this, too, in a, uh, in a separate conversation. It's like, what makes po politicians become politicians? Like... Do they grow into it or do they eventually see the money or like the amount of power you can get as Bro, a politician? Think about this. All right. So think about the people who sell the most products, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And whether that be airtime, whether that be t shirts, what do they do with their products? They don't sell it, they politic their products. Yeah. <laughs> They're product the politics. Salesman. They are. <laughs> and so when you think about it and then you sit back and you say, okay, what drove someone to get into politics? It's not necessarily the power or anything like that, but it's an easy association of all those things in one. The power, the money, the uh, I don't give a damn what you say. The eagle. The, it's Bro. literally everything. Yeah. So whenever people... Think about politics in a in a in a positive fashion. I look at it like kind of House of Cards ish. Two percent of people in politics are in politics because they want to sit down and talk about politics. Yeah, ninety eight percent of people are in politics because they have some association with power that they're looking to get at. Yeah, and usually those two percent don't really even make it to the media and stuff like that. They're just in the background. No, they're just shit. in the back. They're just in the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So we see the the conflict, the head to heads, the you know the biggest loudest mouth. Yeah, and that's why. To be honest, us, I mean, I me personally, that's why whenever it comes to politics or anything like that, I'm just like, you know what? It's whatever. Like all those politicians are just going to do what uh, pretty much benefits them. It's not going to be towards us. Yeah, there's that one pr small person that you always see, but. They never end up uh, making it either to nah, because they big. know it ain't no reason to go up yep. and talk against yeah. everybody else at that point. Here's yep. the thing, though. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of folks understand that there's so many people that look up to the United States. 
Kim Kardashians. I honestly feel like most of the Kim Kardashian followers are foreigners because the United States, they, they like to keep up with them, but like to an extent, they're starting to realize the bullshit that these celebrities are. And, you know, they don't say, I want to look up to Kim Kardashian that next celebrity. Or I want to look up to like the Jersey Shore girls because I want to <laughs> party out all night. You know, maybe they still do. Sure. Yep. The point is, is that like, know. I know, right? Point is, is that like, I think we're going to get to the point where like anybody that wants to do something in the United States will be able to accomplish that. And because there's a camera, because there's a phone, anybody at this point is going to become an influence. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like, I hope that hopefully, hopefully, eventually people start to realize that they should tune into that influencer that you know, helps them and benefits them because that's what made them successful right. instead of that corporate you know, yeah. that, that politician that claimed, you know, you were going to get $2,000 for free. Our point is, is that like... Every four years is the same shit. And yeah, we like, still fall for it. <laughs> like, everybody like, still like fights. Like you said, the, the salesman, bro, they're such good salesmen. They tell you the same shit every four years. Like, damn, I it. think he might got a point. All right. Yeah. Bro, they I'll just put on it. a different colored tie, bro. They <laughs> yeah. tell you the same thing. Yeah, so hope, maybe there'll, there'll be an influencer that runs a candidacy. Yeah, whatever. I think that's where we're coming to. Uh, some somebody in Popularity the social media contest. is gonna go with that. I mean, we already I saw with Donald Trump, but and then now The Rock trying to become oh, president yeah, too. Yeah. too. Was that for real? Yeah. I think that was for real. Was I mean, he? what's his name also Kanye for West? for Texas? Uh, oh yeah, the dude from Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew oh, governor yeah. for 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 Texas. Yeah. I was like, at, it's, yeah. at this point, it's gonna become a popularity contest. Yeah. At this point. Influencer contest. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting into politics. <laughs> bro, fuck it. That's what we got to do. Well. So hey, we gotta save you us. got our support, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, we 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 growing the movement right now, man. Uh, yeah. It's, you, you got to put gas, gas up Collins. Uh, well, what, what does the sign say? Vote for? Or Yeah, vote. Yeah, we just, we'll, we'll do like, I don't know, maybe vote for gassed up or get gassed up. Hey. Something like that. <laughs> Trademarked already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. That's crazy. Nah, but man, you told you mentioned something about uh, working for ESPN, though. Yeah. I didn't really get to understand what you meant by that. Yeah, so I uh, I didn't work for them. You've done a lot, bro. You've man, done a lot out here. I probably haven't even given <laughs> half of it. Um, I'll probably be all night here, bro. <laughs> nah, for real. Uh, so with ESPN, I was there. Um, had a live talk show. Uh, for seven weeks and we pitched it as a show that we were going to talk about the life of an athlete how it needs to change things like that they loved it I was the only athlete everybody else was a partner but they weren't in the athlete life during college so um, they ended up buying it so I ended up paying $570 out of pocket. Got help one or two weeks from uh, one of the partners. Okay. But, um, yeah, I was paying for, you know, ESPN time out of pocket because I'm like, yeah, it's ESPN. So they're yeah. you know, paying how much out of pocket? About 600 a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, it's ESPN, whatever. They're not really giving us anything. I mean, we had a producer. All he did was give us the raw clips. Um, 
saw pulled out of that after that seven. Producer, seven. huh? Yeah, bro, yeah, <laughs> producer. It was like, I mean, Rob, don't get me wrong. Rob was, Rob, he, he's a good producer, but what they were giving us was not Rob. Yeah. Like, they were just telling him, hey, okay, shoot him Throw the clips. It. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I quickly pulled out of that just because I have people in the radio business. So I was like, yo, this is what's happening. Is this, what's going on? And they told you straight up that this yeah. is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, they were like, nah, this ain't right. And uh, they knew it wasn't right from the time that I told them they wouldn't give me the marketing demographics. So once they didn't uh-huh. give me that, and then I would go back, this stuff happens. They're still trying to get me to pay, and I'm sitting here telling them, y'all need to get these other people to learn how to go out and do these sales then. Yep. Um, so a little back and forth, and then I decided I was done. So walked Damn. away from it, and uh, that put a little halt on my podcasting. But then I just started talking shit on Instagram. You have a, you have a podcast? As well, yeah, I've seen that you have a yeah. podcast. Where do you um, put every like your your podcast, man? So I have it on uh, spot. Well, it's on, so it's hosted on Anchor. Anchor, yeah, and then uh, distributed through like nine different spots. Yeah, uh, Spotify, and, Apple, Spotify. That's Apple, what we use to Anchor. SoundCloud, yeah. yeah, it's so easy. You just put it there, and yeah. then everything. Everywhere. Bro, I don't understand why anybody would use something else because it's yeah. like you can get it to any platform that has podcast hosting. Without having to go automatic, yeah. yeah, and it exactly. just comes down to how you want to grow. So that's that's where you really yeah. want to understand your demographic. And then you get into those apps that you need to get into to start mess like Spotify and the podcast and doing different things in there. Then you're doing Apple and yeah, it's uh it's a game to be played. Yeah, it's a game, and to be it's played. so crazy that there's so many little things. Yeah. Little, little, tiny, little things that you have to do, or else it's not even going to be worth. No, nah, it's crazy, man. Well, boys, I, how long have we been talking for? I think it's like an hour and thirty minutes, right? Oh shit! Straight up, like it, it was a great conversation. Like I, th- I don't nah, even... that's crazy because I definitely did not. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it it felt real. like a lunch. <laughs> and that's the cool thing. Like we love having people like Word. you. Like straight up, I I would say influencers or you know salesmen but point is is that at the end of the day they're just people with their own you do it all you do it all out here entrepreneur everybody does it all we all wake up and go do something and then we go out and we're someone with someone else man and that's the whole message behind gassed up yeah that's that's, you gotta end it like that gassed up or passed up gassed up or passed up baby that's what it is man (laughs) damn man so it was a pleasure getting to know you getting to sit down appreciate you facts Where's the gym located? How how could they contact you? What's man? So if you all want to get in touch with me, I need you to go on Instagram and I'm gonna tell you all who to DM. All right, it is. Is this a membership acceptance type of deal where you you have to get accepted or anybody gets accepted? You go to bodydistrict.com memberships and you can purchase your membership. But if you need to get in touch with me, I was gonna say something. Shouldn't say. <laughs> DM Gassed Up University. Yes, Gassed Up University. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for allowing us to sit down and talk to you. Uh, it was a yeah. pleasure, it really was. And that mentality, mine, keep it up, man. man. I'm gonna definitely have to come back. Oh, for, for sure, sure, for sure. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, guys. Please, that way you guys can just gain some experiences that you didn't even live with. <laughs> All right, peace. We out. Love. Peace. Gassed Up. Let's go.